0: Hi, I'm Heather Chesina. This show is about the relentless pursuit of God-given purpose for you and for me. This is That Christian Blogger, and this is my story. Hi, friends. Thank you so much for clicking this podcast episode. I want to formally welcome you you are welcome. You are welcome here. If you are in the right place, you can go ahead and get yourself a cup of tea or coffee or whatever beverage you like. If you are driving, please do not let go of the steering wheel. Go ahead and just breathe in and out and relax. I have a really exciting podcast episode. I know that I say that every single podcast episode but I think this one is is, is really exciting at least according to me. I had a Eureka moment a few days ago and that is why I've been waiting and I've been anticipating to record this particular podcast episode. The topic at hand is a bit brainy. I have just a few notes that I want to go over But because it's brainy, I want to go ahead and do a prelude or a prelude, I don't know how to pronounce that, a quick prelude or a warm up so that I can just get my brain juices flowing so that by the time I get to the meat of the matter, (laughs) at least I'm good and I'm able to articulate myself really well. So here goes. I love Mondays. I love Mondays. I know many people do not like Mondays, however, I do love it. It wasn't always the case. I grew up in Kenya and I was in a very difficult education system. It was very punitive. And I just remember every Sunday when I would be preparing, oh my goodness. This a motorcycle I hope you guys can't hear it <laughs> oh my gosh that's so much noise in any case I just remember every Sunday I would feel a pit in my stomach knowing that Monday is about to begin I always had a negative view of Mondays when I immigrated to America I was determined to change my perception of Monday I was so determined so what I did is I started to reserve all the fun activities for Monday if a friend of mine wanted to do lunch I would say hey let's do it on Monday and oftentimes we would be going to sweet green which is one of my favorite salad places here in the DC area really nice or really sweet as per the (laughs) the name of um, the particular shop in addition to that all the jobs that i was in if there was an opportunity one or multiple opportunities to work from home and remember this is pre-pandemic right i would always select monday for my work from home day and that was usually the most coveted spots in all the offices that I was in and People would just wait for a slot to open so that they could take it. So on Mondays, I was always at home (laughs) So it just became a day that gradually became synonymous to comfort, relaxation, ease At times that would be the particular day that I would, you know, just basically do really really fun things As you can see over time it's as if I conditioned myself to love Monday like Pavlov's dog and to date Monday has always been a lovely day for me now the prelude is ending and now I want to segue over to the meat of this particular podcast so this past this Monday Uh, Given that you know that I love Mondays this Monday I was looking forward to all the pings from Apple podcast because that's when all The podcast shows that I follow will start sending their pings new episode new episode new episode So on Monday, I'm usually so excited when I'm doing my school runs and I'm just hearing ping 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 I'm like, whoa, okay. I can't wait to hit play once I was done with the school runs I go to my favorite business development show. I hit play. (laughs) Now a quick caveat. I will not divulge the name of the show and in addition to that, the name of the particular person because I will be giving a lot of personal opinion and I don't think it's fair for me to just give out the name. I'm kind, guys. I'm kind. In any case um, this is one of my favorite business development shows and I hit play and I kind of skimmed through the name of the guest and I I've never heard of this particular person it's a lady hit play and I think um, by the 10th minute if anything maybe then by the fifth minute I could not wait to get to the stop light or the red light I was like who is this girl who is this girl I need to find out who this girl is as soon as I reached the red light I got out my phone and I googled her I was typing her name furiously I really wanted to find out who is this girl and I saw a picture of her and I just kind of scanned through her Biography and what she's done and I became very curious and this is why This really moved me she was so candid about her failures and Let me go ahead and tell you a bit about her at the age of 22. She started an eBay business and At this point, she had no background. She background in business. She had never held a secure job. She never went to college. She was a dropout. So, at the age of twenty two, she started an eBay business, and it subsequently became a multi million dollar job. Right. At the same time, she went on to become one of the, I think this is what she said, let me read what I wrote down here, she became the poster child for entrepreneurship and she was seen as a millennial utopia of what a business genius looks like, that's a lot of pressure honestly, in any case that is what was on her shoulders. Everyone was really looking at her as this business guru, this person who is hashtag goals. She bootstrapped her business from ground up. So she was the epitome or, yeah, she was the epitome of success, right? And (laughs) so at the 10th minute of me listening to this podcast episode, She says that everything came tumbling down. (laughs) Everything came tumbling down. Her business went belly up. So basically this perception that was created of her and the way she was the front and the image of what a woman, a successful woman looks like, it was all a facade because behind closed doors, a lot of mess was happening. And this is what made me actually stop in my tracks when I was driving back home. This is what she said and sorry to laugh but she was so candid. Uh, she, she said that she was not she was not a good leader. Her business was the Tower of Babel. That's exactly what she said. There were clicks, silos, duplication of work. She was in over her head she let she lost control of her confidence and she over relied on people she had no control of her business she was ill prepared overvalued didn't have goals accidental success she had toxic work culture and it was it was intense when she was just going on and on and the reason why i stopped i guess was also because i've been in my long work tenure, I've been around horrible bosses who, not all of them, but a a particular number of horrible bosses, and they never came clean to say that, hey, I thought about the way I led my team and I'm sorry, I I was kind of like a jerk. So the fact that this lady was taking accountability, saying that, hey, I had a huge part to play to the demise of this business. And another thing that she said is the fact that she wishes that she went to get an MBA, that she actually got experience. She wishes that she got all those things before building this big business that was just doomed to fail. That's what she said. It's just crazy and the fact that she got success at such a young age she was not responsible enough to really do anything meaningful with her money. She was just buying the fast cars and just doing lots of things that were not really beneficial to her and her company, right? I I was so shocked at her honesty. Another thing is her vulnerability, her transparency. That's what really touched me I think it's such a rare thing to find someone as honest as as her, especially for someone who saw the heights that she did. Most of the time it's easy for someone to be to be defensive and play the blame game saying that it wasn't actually me who made the business fail, it was my investors. No, she said hey it was me. I was the one who did not even have a good work culture. Right. This was amazing. Honestly, I I was really blown away. Also by her sense of humor, and what really moved me as well is it tied to a principle that I always talk about in my blog. And if you know me for a very long time, if I've ever worked with you before, I, I always talk about the Peter Principle, and that's basically A business or a financial term where someone who lacks the skill and the experience, basically someone who's inept. So imagine someone who lacks the skills, the know-how is promoted, be it because of nepotism or any other thing, I don't know. So they're promoted to the point that they basically are unable to perform they are promoted to the point of incompetence. And I've seen so many people like that in my work tenure. Someone just comes in straight out of high school and they don't know what they're doing, but for one reason or or another, maybe the boss just likes them because they're easy to manipulate. I don't know. And they're promoted to the point where they're being told to run a report And they don't even know how to do it and the the, the funny thing is is that this particular lady says that "I, I didn't even know what a spreadsheet was. I didn't know what a profit and loss statement was and she's running a company that had been valued for several hundred millions of dollars. Can you imagine that? That's dangerous. That's so dangerous. So that's essentially the Peter principle where you're promoted to a point where you're incompetent, you can't function And some people who reach that level, what they do is that they surround themselves with people who are under you, who are much more smart, who can kind of basically be the brains behind the operation, but you are sitting there and you're like, oh my goodness, I do not know what I was doing. So this lady actually confessed to, I I did not even know how to use an Excel spreadsheet. I didn't know what a profit and loss statement was. I did not know anything. I was just, the. basically she was a runaway train her, and she was propped up to be something bigger than she actually was. And right now I'm asking myself, how many people out here are giving this illusion of success and this illusion of goals, hashtag goals, and they do not know what they're doing. And at one point, if they are unlucky, they're the jig, or is it the jig or the gig? It will be up. (laughs) And people will be like, oh my goodness. So she actually did not know what she was doing. So she was a fraud. So this was a facade. Yes. And I mean, gosh, it's just so sad. This story, (laughs) it's so sad. I, I don't even know what to say. And I want to also get a quote because I'm telling you, I read so much about This particular individual. So at one point she says that she was a young naive founder who had never worked in an office before. She had no model for leadership and it's like she was learning to fly but at the same time she was building a rocket ship (laughs) and the learning curve was steeper than her ability to learn and adapt. Let me repeat that. Her learning curve was steeper than her ability to learn and adapt. Wow. That is just a nightmare. Like everything that I've explained, it's a nightmare. And she wishes that her business failed way before, because I think she, her business was run for 17 years. I mean, gosh. It's, it's it's a mess. However, I do not want to end this particular episode on such a, a note. What, what, what? No, I don't want to end it that way. I want to go ahead and just tell you a couple of things that I love about her. In as much as there was a lot of things that she did wrong, one thing that I would say is that she was such a curious person. The fact that she had this eBay idea and in as much as she didn't know a lot of business stuff, she kind of reverse engineered everything and she cracked the code and kind of like opened the back door and told people that, hey, I figured it out. I feel as if her story really empowers people to realize that, hey, it can be done. You don't need To have that fancy MBA, if you can get it well and good, but especially on a Christian, because I'm Christian, all you need to do is, if God says yes, that's all that matters. And I believe in—I don't know if she's a believer, honestly—but I believe that God is the one who gives good things. He's the author of good things, and. I See a specific anointing that this individual has for innovation. She's very creative. I looked at I think she ended up creating another business that also went to a million dollar status So of course, I believe she has an anointing for wealth creation. Of course um, I, I don't think it's just happenstance, right? She's also very resourceful. She's very creative. She's very re- relatable and the fact that she's so transparent and vulnerable, that's what actually stopped me in my tracks. She's very relatable. She's not about this perfection thing. And I like the fact that she's very goofy and unlikely. And I love that because I'm very goofy. I have a strange sense of humor just like this lady. And that's very comforting. <laughs> and. Um, she also realized the model of business that works for her. She mentioned that direct consumer businesses don't work for her, so she's better off just creating a different business model where it's kind of like intimate. And she's went on to create her third business and she believes that this is going to be her forever business. Yeah, and she is at the creative helm because I think she, she, as I said, she has a gift for innovation. And I was looking at her website and her copy, her copywriting for her new website. She says she did everything by herself. I, I was blown away. It's amazing. You can't go to school for that. That's why I'm saying that there's something really beautiful about who she is. And Yeah. Another thing is I feel as if when she, okay, because she was way in over her head for 17 years and she says that right now she is kind of introspective and she's looking back to see, okay, where did I mess up? But I feel as if, if she had the discernment, if she was a Christian and had the discernment midway, because if you are a Christian, the Holy Spirit will tell you, hey, stop stop and what you're doing is wrong, right? (laughs) You may choose to ignore what the Holy Spirit is saying, but the Holy Spirit will speak to you at some point if you are Christian. And I feel as if the stretch of 17 years where she was weighing over her head and if she was able to stop and listen and maybe change the course of that specific company, I think it would still be doing very well. Maybe it would be a, mo- a multi-billion dollar in a business. I don't know. So I feel as if if she did recognize maybe in the fourth or the fifth year that, oh my goodness, I, am, I need to change this business. I need to change this work culture. Maybe she should have opted to go back to college or just take a course on leadership, right, to be able to better serve her people. That's that's how I I see it. Yeah, but in any case I've learned so much like I said I actually did a case study and I typed a lot of stuff up because Yeah, I, I mean I'm hoping that Once I'm done with the process because I'm in the process still I'm still in process I'm hoping that once I'm done with the process I can be able to share very honestly and authentically my struggles, just like this particular lady did, so that I can be able to just give you that visceral reaction that someone stops, like I did, you know, just someone stops and is like, who is this girl? I need to Google her. Like that's the reaction that I want to give people. That I'm dropping gems to the point that like wow i need to google this girl because this is amazing i've never heard of this before this is unique that's the kind of reaction that i want to give right that's the reaction that i want to give however i'm very sensitive about sharing things when i'm in the process and i'm in the thick of things there's a lot of stuff that there's a lot of wins that i've had over the past few months there's A couple of uh, things that I'm still working towards and of course I want to share them but I don't want to share them now when I'm in the thick of it right now the overall lesson that I've learned about this lady is don't skip process guys do not skip process I shared this in my blog and also my book Made of Steel and I mentioned that I, I'm, I've always been this girl who I'm perpetually in a state of process and it's annoying because I listen to the Holy Spirit, I listen to God and at times, and I, I talked about this in my book, I, I said that I feel as if I'm tethered. I'm tethered to process and God tells me, hey, you need to learn XYZ in this season so I'm going to put you here once you learn you're gonna go to the next season and then you'll be tethered to learn the next things so I feel as if I've been very diligent very very diligent I've been tempted to skip like it bothers me yes I, I trust the process in quotes but at times it's me kicking and screaming and telling God get me out of here I'm ready. However, after just learning about this particular individual who built this multi-million dollar business and it just went crashing down, what is the point? I want to build something that will outlast me that will represent kingdom, right? And if you're building something that will potentially really lead people to God, it will really touch people in one form or or another, why would you build something that will have a clear end? That, okay, after 10 years, it's going to end belly up and so much scandal and all this stuff. Like, no way. That's why process is so important. If this individual actually went through process as she admits she didn't. If she went through process, this wouldn't be the case. Of course, I know that she's learned from it and she's gone ahead to build other successful things, but this is always that sore topic. And I've noticed a couple of other people, I I, I won't of, of course mention their names, but I've noticed like three or four people who also had built these empires overnight and then At one point it comes tumbling down and people are just (laughs) shocked. Wow, so this was actually going behind closed doors? You mean they didn't know what they were doing? You mean they were, oh my goodness, yes. I won't go into detail because some of you might be like, oh I know, I know who that is. (laughs) So I won't go into detail but in any case process is a good thing. Process is a good thing. It's a it's a it's a good thing. Uh, I'm I'm trying to convince myself because I'm still in a point of process right now. Uh, but yeah, process is a good thing. It is a good thing, and I now understand why I've had to learn so many things from the bottom up. In my book, I talked about how there was this particular job that I was in and. I was wearing so many hats. <laughs> I was wearing so many hats and I saw so many people coming and I was training them to take positions that I wanted to have. And I didn't understand and I told God, "Just get me out of here. Get me out of this job. I I cannot stand to train somebody else to take the position that I want to." And it's so funny because after i left that particular job i'm like wow who would have been able to train me on all those it's like it's as if i had one job position on paper but the skills that i gathered was like i i was running probably six i was working six jobs literally i was working six jobs but on paper it said that i had only one Title. So it's as if God found a way to condense and jam pack all these lessons in this season that was very difficult, this season of process. And now I look back and I'm like, wow, I, wow, I'm I'm thankful now. In hindsight, when I was in it, it was just horrible. I would cry every day, and I would ask God, take take this take this cup away from me. But right now, I look back and I'm like jesus thank you so much for giving me the grace to hang on and that is it folks um i don't know how many people listen to my podcast um as i said my podcast is like kind of like a purpose meeting that i have to discuss where i'm at with with purpose and that's it for now i love you guys i love you i love you i love you and guess what i will catch you on the next one